This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at UVA. Excited to be back coaching um, my old stomping grounds. You're listening to the Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Welcome to another edition of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show podcast here uh, on my website, jerryratcliffe.com. And been looking forward to this interview for a couple of days now. Uh, someone I've known and had great respect for for the longest time. And uh, he's familiar to uh, anyone in the Richmond area for sure. Uh, he's been the uh, host of Sports Huddle on 106.1 ESPN and uh, other radio shows programming throughout the past 10 years or so. And Voice of the Spiders. For 39 years in football and 40 years in basketball, we're talking about no one other than Bob Black. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Jerry, it's a pleasure to be on with you and right back at you with the respect and admiration I have for all you've done over probably a similar amount of time, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think we both started in these two programs at the, about the same time. Yeah, that's amazing. Time flies when we're having fun, right? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and uh, the fun continues Saturday when Richmond comes to Scott Stadium to take on Virginia to open up the season. And uh, while Virginia fans, uh, I, I have found over the years, Bob, that a lot of Richmond fans are also UVA fans and vice versa. So uh, I, I think both the fan bases are somewhat familiar with, with one another. Um and uh, have a lot of respect for one another. And uh, this Richmond team seems pretty intriguing to me with all the uh, movement and in, in the coaching and, and personnel over the offseason. How exciting could this be for the Spiders this year? Well, I think you had nailed it there. I think it is an intriguing team for what we have on offense and, unfortunately, for what we don't have on defense. So I will start with the haves rather than the have nots. And what we have is a whole new offense led by offense coordinator, Billy Kosh, who came over from VMI where they had great success there and um, enjoyed more success in that program than they have in a long, long time. And he was a major reason for that with what was dubbed his air raid offense. And he had a terrific quarterback in Reese Udinsky who came along with him to Richmond. He was at Maryland last year for one season. Didn't play a whole lot for the Terrapins. And when Coach Kosh got the job at Richmond, he had another year of eligibility, thanks to not only grad school, but the pandemic. So Reese Udinsky, a record-setting quarterback at VMI, um, will be our signal caller. And then Jacob Harris was VMI's leading wide receiver the past three years. And he came along as well because he had a grad year to go, and VMI doesn't have grad school so he needed a place to go. So all three of them have come to Richmond and have totally revamped the offense. You will see an up-tempo offense. They will get on the ball and they'll get going. There'll be some short passes, but Reese is extremely accurate going downfield. And I think our running game is good. We have two, three good, solid running backs in the stable in the backfield. So we're really excited about what we can do offensively. Jerry, I almost compared it at the FCS level, wide receiver-wise, to what Virginia is bragging about, and understandably so, with the four wide outs the Cavaliers have. So really excited on the offensive side. 
Defense will be the issue. We're really thin on the defensive line. So I hear you got a pretty good quarterback who can carve up teams that don't have a very good pass rush. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, Brendan Armstrong is pretty uh, pretty proficient. And uh, yeah. he uh, he actually it was the, the surprised me last year toward the end of the season when we started paying st- uh, attention to a lot of the statistical breakdowns. But um, we were amazed to find out that when he's under pressure, uh, his accuracy uh, actually goes up. Um, he, he's he's good under pressure and good when the pass rush breaks down. Not only is he good with his feet, but uh, he becomes a more accurate passer. So that's a that's a something a, a pretty unusual, I think, in today's football. But I think it'll be interesting to see Jerry how much pressure we do get on him. Obviously, that very young offensive line the inexperienced offensive line for Virginia Um, but our defensive front was decimated by graduation and injuries it was the strength of last year's team but with those losses it is certainly the question mark of this year's defense yeah it's uh, kind of the same in reverse for Virginia Mm -hmm. in fact that uh, all their offensive linemen the whole starting crew except for one guy who turned pro um, all transferred and so it was like Garrett uh, 2J, the offensive line coach, was starting all over again. He had to – I know uh, there was one period in the spring, Bob, where uh, he was so desperate trying to fill up the offensive line room. I think he signed eight players in ten days. He was all (laughs) over the country getting uh, transfers and high school kids, and it was – he said he would wake up – often wake up and not even know what city he was in. He was all traveling (laughs) so much. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they can hold off Richmond's uh, pass rush and and, uh, and and their defense in general with so much inexperience on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were talking to Coach uh, Huseman yesterday, uh, I, I, I immediately I haven't really talked to him before. I, I immediately really liked him. He just seems like a very likable guy and uh, you would know as well as anyone um and i I was kind of half joking kind of half not uh about whether or not this could turn into a track meet with two quarterbacks who can light people up Mm -hmm. and and he said he hoped not because he he wasn't sure that that uh, the spiders could keep that kind of a pace for an entire game but um I don't know. It. Uh, I'm sure both teams want to run the football, but I don't know whether uh, – Richmond obviously can because they've done it before. Virginia has been really inept at running the football over the past several years. Well, you and I were talking about that yesterday, that that sounds really good, particularly for a new head coach coming in, a new game plan, a new culture. And most coaches will say, we want to be balanced. We want to run the ball. We want to – show our strength on that offensive line. I I get all that, and I think at some point Virginia will do that, and they will certainly try to do that Saturday against Richmond's inexperienced defensive line. But when you have a quarterback like Armstrong and the four wide receivers that he's got at his disposal, I I think, Jerry, when push comes to shove, you're going to see Brendan Armstrong and those receivers doing what they do best. Yeah, I would agree. no one really knows if Virginia can run the ball. The spring in the spring mm-hmm. they didn't have all their people. Uh, Paris Jones, who ended up winning the starting job, to much of everyone's surprise, except maybe to him, <laughs> uh, 
whose confidence is through the roof, apparently. But uh, yeah. he uh, has taken training camp and, and uh, used it to his advantage. He, he had a 75-yard run for a touchdown in the spring game, but I think people didn't really pay that much attention to it because they thought Mike Hollins would be the guy. And um, Hollins will play. He hasn't done anything wrong, according to Tony Elliott. He just they believe he has another gear that he hasn't found yet, and they're bound and determined to see if he has that gear. But uh, we're not really sure. We haven't seen Paris Jones that much either. He only had like three carries two years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, the Virginia run game is, is somewhat of a mystery even to Virginia fans at this point. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's big time steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer personally fit art supports. They helped me so much, I ran my first marathon that year. Then because I believed in the Goodfeet system so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. UVA Orthopedics and Sports Medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country, and they're right here in Charlottesville to not only provide care for the University of Virginia athletic teams, but also the Charlottesville and Central Virginia communities. UVA Orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the Jerry Ratcliffe Show for the past two years, with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. But I think Richmond, like you said, you've got a stable of backs and a a pretty good offensive line. Uh, You could throw a really balanced attack at at the Wahoos come Saturday. Well, that's the game plan. And I know Coach Kosh, in coming in, has tried to defer – air raid offense and calls it pro raid offense, meaning that they will run the ball when that opportunity is there. And Aaron Dykes and Savon Smith are veteran, really solid running backs. They'll be the one-two combination for Richmond. So they will try to run the ball. And I do think you'll see a short passing game that, you know, may remind you of a running attack because I think Udinsky uh, and I think Russ mentioned this yesterday, his greatest attribute is his accuracy. He will put the ball in the hands of the receiver and more often not where only the receiver can catch it. But you'll see some short passes that might act like runs that will actually be passes um, to both wide receivers, running backs and the tight end as well. So I think Richmond's offense, the plan for the entire season will be to be as diverse as possible. But um, I think they feel really good about the wide receivers they have also. 
Yeah, and I, I think that may be the case with Virginia, too. Mm -hmm. And the, the, today's modern running game includes a short passing game. A lot of people may not realize that, but I, I think we'll see a lot of that from Virginia as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Armstrong's fairly accurate, and he likes to use those receivers on short routes. So uh, there could be offense all over the place on Saturday. It's going <laughs> to keep you busy on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. It it would be fun. And normally Richmond team, and certainly under Russ Huseman, have been defensive-based. That's been the calling card and the signature. And I think this year, for one of the few times in recent memory, uh, we flipped that around. And the offense, I think, is ahead of the spider defense right now, which is, which is highly unusual for Coach Huseman, Coach team, and Richmond in general. So I think we're we're really excited about what we can do offensively. And and uh, Virginia fans are intrigued uh, about their defense. Yeah, because they were one of the worst defenses in FBS uh, last year. Uh, they finished like a hundred or worse in mm -hmm. all the major metrics. And uh, John uh, Rudzinski came in from Air Force, uh, very no nonsense, fundamentally sound kind of guy, and he's been trying to. Uh, make these guys better tacklers they were awful tacklers last year mm -hmm. and uh they had they had so many breakdowns in the secondary gave up a lot of big plays so uh wahoo fans are kind of holding their breath wondering what is going to happen on that side of the football too mm -hmm. so i'm mm -hmm. sure uh i'm sure billy kosh will uh test these guys in every every possible way well i know it's been a challenge for them to get that scouting report in place. I'm sure they've watched a lot of Air Force tape for what uh, Radzinski did there, but I'm sure they've also watched some Virginia tape to kind of get a look at the personnel. And then, of course, the Cavaliers have all those transfers, so they were probably, you know, looking at tape from Miami of Ohio and Dartmouth and, you know, Georgia Tech and, and all the places that those defensive linemen have come from. So I think it's been a real challenge for the Spider offensive coaches to put this game plan in place. Yeah, you're probably right. And uh, probably even for the defensive game plan as well, because you got mm -hmm. Tony Elliott coming from Clemson and Des Kitchens with a background at NC State, South Carolina, and the, and the Falcons last year. So uh, we're not even sure exactly who's going to have their fingerprints all over this offense. Mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling there'll be a, a lot of Tony Elliott influence just because uh, you don't call plays for somebody like Clemson for 11 years and then just tuck that away. You, you got to have a strong input, I would think. But it, it'll be a collaborative effort. But we're all uh, – intrigued again i hate you keep using that same word but we're all intrigued to find out exactly what this offense is going to look mm -hmm. like we don't know either <laughs> yeah 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 uh what about the defense i know you said that the they, they lost the defensive line mostly but you've got some really good linebackers if i'm not mistaken including an all-american back there yeah and that's normally been the level that has been the most um, talented group for Richmond. Um, even last year when the defensive line was really solid um, and one of those defensive linemen plays at Wake Forest now, Kobe Turner was our best defensive lineman last year and he took his grad year with former Richmond coach Dave Clawson um, down there at Wake Forest. But at the linebacking position, Tristan Wheeler is our all-conference 
uh, All-American candidate. He's been a starter since his freshman year. He's had back-to-back full seasons, over 100 tackles. He's the hardest worker. He's in the tape room, the longest of anybody. Um, he is your consummate Jerry Jim Rat football player, if you will. So you'll see number 30 all over the place. Um, our defensive coordinator, Justin Wood, was kidding with me the other day, kind of tugged my sleeve and said, I got a scoop for you. Tristan Wheeler is going to be on the field for every play, um, <laughs> which is, you know, exactly what it's been the last couple of years. Um, alongside him is Philip O'Connor, who's a great story, missed an entire year with a neck injury. They didn't even know if he would come back and play football, and he got back last year um, in a reserve role. But by the end of the season, he was starting. So we do have two starting returning linebackers in the middle and uh, there'll be a strength. And then you know, the secondary is obviously going to be challenged uh, by the passing game of Virginia, but they feel really good about the guys in the secondary, very experienced. They're all back for two or three seasons right now. A couple of freshmen who played extensively last year. So they have game time under their belt as well. So they do feel good about the second level and the third level defensively. It, it's that first level in the trenches that, to use your word, we are intrigued to see uh, where it goes. Got a couple of defensive ends who are who are good, solid players who played backup roles last year in Marlon Lewis, number 32, and Jeremiah Grant, number 44. But this is really the first time they'll be called upon to be regular starting guys at those defensive end spots. Uh, I know when we were talking to, to Coach Huseman yesterday, and I, th- I think David Till asked him how much stock you put in this first game and, you know, how much can you glean from it? Do you worry about it if you win or you lose or whatever? Um, and I thought he had a good answer that you, you don't put a tremendous amount of stock in, in an opening game. But uh, Richmond is uh, – getting a lot of respect around the country this year in FCS. Are you number 24 preseason? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's pretty darn good. And I think um, we feel good about that, Jerry, to be honest with you. I think that comes from uh, the way the year ended last season. Uh, we were we were two and five, and, and to a lot of people outside the program, just dead in the water, playoff hope had gone out the window at that point. Russ has not taken this team to the postseason, and he'll be the first to tell you that needs to happen. He had tremendous success at Chattanooga and took the mocks to the postseason, but hasn't been able to do it here. Of course, he was our defensive coordinator when we won the national championship in 2008. So he he was certainly part of that success. And as you said, he's so likable that everybody's, you know, really rooting for him. Um, but I do think we feel good about that preseason ranking, primarily because we won the last four of last season. Uh, reeled off four straight wins, got the winning record, not where this program wants to be. But when they were two and five, guys could have quit on Coach Usman and the coaching staff. And they didn't do that. And the rally cry was, we want to finish with four wins. We want to beat our arch rival in the last game, William and Mary, give us a winning record, and that will springboard us into the spring and summer. And that's exactly what those guys did. And, and the guys that are back this year, um, I think they're they're using that as kind of their, their motivation and their momentum. And even the new guys that I've talked to, Jerry, have said, we looked at what they did last year, and them winning those last four games – that really impressed us. It looked like a program that we wanted to be a part of because they have that don't give up mentality. And I think that helped them get some of these transfers and incoming freshmen. I could see where they wouldn't quit on a guy like uh, Russ. He, he just seems like uh, such a likable coach and uh, a guy who could bring out the best in his players. I, I could see why they would hang in there tight with him and, and try to turn mm-hmm. things around. Exactly. 
he, he seems like a little bit of a character too. He, he is a fun guy. Um, he will kid around with you as he did with you um, yesterday. So he, he understands, you know, when it's time to be all business and buckle down. And then he also understands kind of the interpersonal skills that, you know, maybe we're missing a little bit in this day and age. So it's refreshing to have, have a guy like that. And, I, and he feels very much at home at Richmond as well. And I think a lot of that goes back to his time when he was here the first time around. Um, he is a veteran of this conference. He spent a lot of years at William and Mary uh, with Jimmy Laycock uh, down there. So he, he understands it. Um, he knows the culture at Richmond, having been here before and now having been here for six years. So I think he's very much at ease and very much at home uh, leading the spider program. Yeah, he uh, and he jokingly. Well, I guess it wasn't jokingly. I guess he was serious. <laughs> he, he he thought I looked like a uh, Lou Holtz yesterday on his uh, pod, uh, not podcast, on his Zoom interview, and uh, <laughs> that 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 was interesting. I thought um, it's probably the glasses. I think I feel like maybe I think <laughs> glasses or in the cap threw him off a little bit. But anyways. <laughs> Uh, I told him I wish I had Lou Holtz's bank account, but uh, yeah, didn't work yeah. Out that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but a fun guy, that's for sure. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All righty. Well, listen. Uh, thank you so much for taking part of your day, Bob. Uh, again, I, I've been a fan of yours for decades, and uh, I, I know the Richmond people feel the same way about you and and your work. And uh, looking so much forward to seeing you again in person on Saturday. Likewise, Jerry, I've always enjoyed reading your material and I'm really impressed by the way you've reinvented yourself in the technological world of online and podcast and really enjoy it and glad we get a chance to connect from time to time and uh, look forward to seeing you in the Scott Stadium press box on Saturday. All right, brother. Sa sounds good. We'll see you then. You got it, Jerry. Thanks.